Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Gotham City. I'm your host, Levy Rosman, and this is a podcast where I talk to people who live in the chess world, on the 64 squares, but also beyond them. In this episode, I'm speaking with Dutch Grandmaster Jordan Van Forest. He is the Tata Steel 2021 champion, quickly rising star, recently breaking into the 2700 club, and he was a member of Team Magnus for the World Championship match that just concluded against Jan Nepomnici. In this episode, we talk about a lot of different subjects, including when Jordan and I ran into each other in a tournament in 2019. I hope you enjoy our conversation. It's good to have you on. Uh, yeah. I, I was really... First of all, I, I'm going to start with... Uh, we. Uh, it's a shame because we actually had some pretty good banter, but we'll we'll come back to those subjects. Uh, you congratulated me on, on getting married, so thank you again. Uh, and now we're going to move on to probably the next big news, which is, holy shit, man, you were on Team Magnus. Uh, nobody, yeah. nobody, nobody, uh, nobody saw that. How does that get kept a secret? Like how, and just t- take, take me through that whole process. Cause that was really cool. I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was a, um, a big surprise as well. Um, I mean, uh, Basically, I was working uh, for the candidates. Um, I was working for Anish, right? Who, um, um, both in the first and the second half, I was helping him, and um, and um, he was doing really, really uh, well in the second half, right? He made a good comeback, won two games, and uh, well, eventually didn't make it. And uh, then I thought, okay, now my seconding job is over. Um, back to playing myself, right? And um, um, not not soon after, I got an uh, email um, asking uh, if I want to uh, to help Magnus for the uh, match. Which from was... who? Who sent it? <laughs> it wasn't from Magnus himself. It um, you uh, sure know his longtime helper Peter Heine Nielsen. Um, so um, he uh, told me that they're interested in uh, in my help and that I might be a good addition to the team. And um, of course, I didn't think twice. Uh, about about such an opportunity because um i mean i think it's every chess player's uh, dream to uh, work together with magnus so um definitely immediately accepted that and um basically not immediately after the candidates but um for the for the bigger part of the last half year i've been trying to uh to help him uh for uh getting ready for napo let's say um so um the team was uh, formed with Daniel as well and uh, Jan and uh, Laurent. And um, so we had a couple of training camps. And of course, with COVID and all, it was kind of hard to uh, to manage everything. So we, generally, um, chess players, we like to uh, come together on site, you know, to, uh, to, uh, ex- to exchange ideas, although chess can be done online as well. We had two camps in uh, Spain and one in Lithuania. Um, but at the same time, we tried to do... Um, a lot of work in between the, those camps as well and um you know um magnus was uh, was at the camps uh, actually he wasn't in the camp in lithuania because um somehow at some point he wanted to come but we all got ill so it was not really a a, a convenient time for co- to oh, come wow. for him um i think it was just after world cup he got knocked out by um well, not not knocked out, but his chances of winning the tournament got uh, crushed by du- by Duda, and then he won Fedosev, and like our camp basically started right after, but he couldn't quite make it. So uh, we basically just had some online contact there and um, exchanged ideas, um, and then of course there was the match itself in Thailand, um, which 
like in hindsight, it all went really smooth. So the first six rounds for us, it was uh, tough work, hard work, very stressful. But um, of course, once he won that sixth round, um, the the mood got much much better. And wait, um, wait, you guys were in Thailand? Is that what you just said? Ah, yes, we were in, <laughs> we were in Thailand. Yeah. So. Um, oh, when you said I got back home, I mean, I I was assuming from Dubai, but it's it, were you not in Dubai because uh, you didn't want to like leak that you're part like um well we could have probably kept ourselves secret although it's not easy to uh to you know uh, keep everything secret these days because um for example we were in thailand and um, at some point i was going out for uh, dinner with uh, daniel for before one of the rest days and um, somehow we got uh recognized by a random german uh, chess amateur is like so what are you guys up to here so uh <laughs> Um, it's not you you get recognized i guess a bit and um, it's hard to keep uh, it from leaking so you know my close relatives and and stuff will know but uh, in general i think uh, especially uh, the new being part of the team was a big surprise for everyone but anyway coming back to thailand we were there because um, the point is that the match is in dubai and um, we we want to basically do our work um, like the opening work to get Magnus in uh, in uh, top notch preparation, um, while he's sleeping. So when he wakes up, the point is that he got all the material ready ready to uh, access, and he doesn't have to wait um, for us to uh, to you know like we we can just conveniently work during the day in Thailand. And when uh, when he's sleeping, and once he wakes up, we are we are basically going for dinner, and he can review the material. So that's basically the the point that there's a few hours of time difference. Um, ideally, we would have liked to move a little bit further east, I guess, but with COVID, it was kind of hard. So we looked into it, but it wasn't quite possible. Oh yeah, because I I was just looking up the time difference because I didn't think it was that big. It's only three hours. So yeah, it's only three hours, but Magnus likes to get up late, I guess. So that gives us a bit more time to uh, to do the work in, to get to work in. And um, I don't, I mean, I don't think he he likes to review his opening files for hours on end before the game. So he might wake up late and then like around uh, like a couple hours before the game, he'll look he'll look through the through the uh, opening ideas and make up his mind on what to play. Um, but actually, we had a funny idea to. Uh, <laughs> there was the serious uh, consideration to move us to the Marshall Islands, just as a funny pun, because he was also playing the Marshall. So we considered <laughs> that possibility. But uh, I mean, it, eventually it wasn't quite possible. But uh, yeah, we sure thought of that. So um, Donald, that finally was. So I've got a. I mean, I've I've got. A lot of questions from my own curiosity, and I'm sure for for many many other people. Um, obviously, we we won't get into specifics, but um, there was the clip that came out right after the match where like a camera was panning on all of you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm sure you first of all were part of it and and know what was gonna you know be in it, but also uh, you've seen it and he, he just like in two sentences describes all of your roles on the team like uh, you know you couldn't get the best Frenchman so you got uh, Fress or something or the, the all you know we need to double or triple check Jordan's ideas and whatnot. <laughs> um, but uh, why why were you picked like what like why you it, what what is it about can you describe like I think I kind of understand but um, what is your strong suit that made you such an important kind of fit? Um, I'm not 
completely sure myself. Um, <laughs> okay. Nobody directly told me, except for in the clip when he says, I'm punching back in for the Blitz games, which, uh, well, probably there's some truth to that. He likes, uh, he likes to uh, get some training games in to practice the openings and um, against the player, which offers some resistance, but he's like sure to beat 95% of the time. So I was a, uh, a good choice for that, I guess. Like, um, I guess maybe when he plays with uh, Daniel, uh, the games are probably more competitive. Um, but also, um, I guess he does uh, rate my... Uh, opening expertise highly of course i i worked with anish for uh, for quite a number of years um or worked um we might we might get back i don't know about the future but um definitely um i uh, had a lot of training with anish and um, he helped me get um, my openings to a whole new level i guess um basically mainly due to him i i i uh got like a um a passion on working to open it on openings let's say and um i guess my uh, my results in vikings a combined with the opening ideas um got him interested in uh, in working with me and moreover i knew him i don't i i wouldn't say we're friends but i knew him a little bit we had some dinners together before i i spoke to him a couple of times um once we went for a very long hike in uh, in the mountain well not really the mountains but the uh, the the nature of the isle of man so that was that was fun so i guess it's all of this a little bit combined um but there's no clear outstanding reason of course he's also a little bit limited in in who he wants to pick i mean if he wants to pick very strong players he cannot he cannot pick any of the top 10 guys because they are his rivals and right. he doesn't want a a strong strong player who we might know a bit so and maybe young young younger player so all of that combined maybe yeah that's I, 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 the picture but i certainly didn't expect it myself as well so it was a huge surprise yeah it's not something you can like apply for right like you can't reach out to the team and be like hi i'd like to work with you here's my chess resume here's what i maybe think. you can i don't know i haven't considered it I yeah mean, i if you're ever interested and uh, uh no 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 not me but uh you know well uh, I, what i also i also had no idea because none of this stuff was like um so popular and open to the public until you know the last few years um, so easily accessible, but like for example, I I think it was a surprise to me that on the team he had Nils, he had Nils uh, for the last. I had no idea. Like I, I maybe I knew that and I just forgot. Uh, but that was like that was the major kind of difference is that it, it, the team was the same except uh, it was you yeah uh, and not uh, and yeah not yeah Nils, Nils so. was not not there this time. Um, um, but in general, Magnus has um, worked with a lot of different um, people over the years. Um, maybe some of them are uh, are less known but um I, th I do think he likes working with different people maybe to get different insights um and um i think couple of, he has work he has had trainings with Firusha. um i think shankland was even in the team for a little bit um which is known um i think he had a training with ding Liren once so he 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 definitely has um mixed it up when it comes to uh to training to training mm -hmm. or seconds and um and um, and um, well, I mean, this this time um, I was there and not Niels, but um, who knows what's gonna be there if there is a next time? Who's gonna be in the team that time? It's hard to say. So um, one question that like 
obviously I'm, I'm not I'm not looking for anything specific, but I was always very curious when you get invited to something like this, um, particularly with with the world champion, it seems like it's kind of like the the pinnacle. Uh, do you do you like get a paper contract sent to you like explaining, you know, like literally like a job, basically? I mean, you can't I mean, is is there a chess non-compete? You know, you can't work with other guys or, you know, you just can't disclose anything. Um, and are there things like, you know, do you get like a monthly salary and then it's just like a win bonus? <laughs> like, um, yeah, well, in, in a sort yeah, there's a contract for sure. Um, and, um, um, I cannot disclose too much about the contract, but, um, a number of the things which you're saying there, um, definitely, um, are applicable to the contract. Yeah. So, um, of course, when I'm working with Magnus, I'm not going to be sharing um, big ideas with uh, Anish at the same time. It just it just not possible because they work, uh, they play each other all the time themselves. Um, so um, that was also hard when I was working with Anish for um, the candidates and then making the transition into uh, working with um, or for Magnus. Um, how do you do it um, with sharing um, information? Um, um, so that um, I don't um, step one of the, like, I don't step Anish in the back, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Un, un, Magnus, all the information I know from Anish, and then he is, um, he is um, left with basically nothing to play, let's say, when he plays against Magnus himself. So that's, that's, that's tough, um, but we figured it out finally. And, um, and um, well, generally, of course, yeah, when, when I'm working with Magnus, I'm, uh, only only sharing opening ideas with either him and the team but no one else yeah yeah that's that that's that's all i was wondering yeah uh, and it, it does seem like uh <laughs> well the the funny thing is if you were invited uh to trade and uh even if it wasn't like the you know it wasn't a financial decision at all i mean it still seems like a pretty pretty cool uh, opportunity as long as your flight tickets are covered you don't have to buy your own trips it's like i don't know it just seems like a good vacation to hang out yeah. with some people and play some ch uh, study some chess and um for sure you know, i mean uh no the the financial stuff is of course a very nice bonus but um mainly i though i also besides seeing besides helping him it's also at the same time helping my own chess career uh in a, in a lot of ways because i get to uh well you know um um look at chess with one of the best with the best minds uh in which there's ever been when it comes to chess so um that's just hugely beneficial to my own chess and um not only him but um there's also dubov Hesinel, gustafsson which you uh, get insights from and uh sharing opening ideas or or uh, i mean talking about life in general is interesting with these guys so uh um in general it's uh, it's a great uh, opportunity so <laughs> yeah 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 uh, of it course, seems... um, I was I was very happy to uh, to to be part of it, and um, I mean, the fact that the match went so good as well. I mean, uh, there was no there was no better scenario, let's say. So uh, our our time in Thailand was was pretty good. Yeah, it seems like a perfect. It's because of you. The match was so good because you were there. That's. that's <laughs> I, I mean, um, I don't. I mean, I would say it's basically due to the whole team i i would um i mean um, for example dubov he's very creative he has a lot of good ideas um um as i'm as i'm sure you know uh he is uh 
um, like the Catalan, which Magnus played, of course, um, um, Daniel as uh, as a big part as a big part in that. And um, I think basically uh, as a team together, we we worked very well together. And um, then you have Gustafsson, who's basically uh, responsible for the martial side of things. So um, in general. In general, so of course, we had a great team, but we shouldn't forget that basically um, there's only so much you can do for someone like Magnus. I mean, he's so good. Even even without our help, he might have a very good chance of winning the uh, the title. So we we only help our help is not we we can only help him so much. Let's say, but uh, we do our best. Uh, one final question about this: uh, Were you guys aware? of the potential gravity of the release of the team and what the world would go. Oh my God, you know, Daniel, mm -hmm. I mean, or is it one of these things like uh, they're going to be shook uh, for three days and then everyone's going to like... I, it wasn't really discussed actually during the... Uh, I'm, I'm sure Daniel about himself thought about it um, um, before uh, accepting to, uh, to join the team. He thought about the possible uh, ramifications and consequences, but... Um, basically with the team we just we mainly spoke about chess and um, 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 what would happen once the team was being released was not really a topic of conversation um, but I would say that I of course completely support Daniel and his decision to uh, to uh, to join the team um, it makes sense as well since he was there last time yeah so that's he thought about it and um, um, yeah I, I don't think there should be uh, there should have been too much. It was a bit. It was a bit surprising to me that it uh, was blown up this much. Let's say so. Um, um, I don't see anything wrong uh, doing by him. Yeah, it, it was mostly. Let's say it was blown up mostly by uh, people who took the reaction of of the Russian side and just kind of brought it to the world. It wasn't like I don't <laughs> think anybody who wasn't from Russia was like yeah that was a bad thing he did a really bad thing uh, it was more like yeah. um, you know you took no, the reaction even, and then i you... think even most of the russians themselves uh they they didn't mind uh, so much so there were clearly a couple of uh people who were very outspoken against it but uh, daniel also uh, said that he did some interview for a russian website and that most of the uh, fellow russians uh, supported his decision so um there could be of course that um there's a certain sense of uh, patriotism in yeah. within the uh, Russian uh, society, but uh, um, in general, I don't think uh, it was uh, there was too much. Uh, it, it shouldn't have been blown up this much. So, um, and he said it himself very clearly. Of course, for him, it's a huge opportunity as well to work um, with Magnus. He's done it before. Um, so, um, um, I think there's that. Um, it's. Uh, it shouldn't. It, it was all fine, I guess. That's the entire uh, line of questioning and interrogation I had about the camp. Um, yeah. Yeah, I feel like uh, most most people who you know haven't gotten into chess in the last year or two, they they know it sort of beyond that. Uh, they they can tell just by looking at the opening repertoire that a player is choosing for that event uh, who potentially is is helping. Like, I found it fascinating that even Nepo himself was said after game two, he had some suspicion that it was Dubov when mm -hmm. uh, the, the, there was there was some 
fancy Catalan move order played and something like brand new on move seven or eight. So that 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 stuff always blows my mind. What was that beep? That was terrifying. Yeah, B3. But B3 was suggested by Daniel. Um, I'm not really sure, actually. Game two, um, because, of course, we it's not only him who's looking at the Catalan. We all look at it. So even though we have our expertises, um, like um, Jan in the Marshall, he in the Catalan, um, um, with current computer hardware, everyone can very quickly um, become an expert in any kind of opening, actually, um, because the computers are simply this strong. The... Uh, the, um, the the work has become much easier in the last couple of years, I would say, just because of the, the improved speed. So um, um, basically, we're all looking for ideas in this area. And um, um, I don't even recall exactly who found, um, for example, the game two idea. I think um, maybe it was um, me or Daniel who suggested it first, and then we started looking at it. Um, but um, yeah, in general, of course, his... Um, is um he has a lot of ideas um in the catalan which he uh, which he gave us and uh for example this move order trick which finally uh well, in where magnus won the game that was uh, very clever uh which one is that that was uh <laughs> that was game six so the one he won in the in the in the long end game so it wasn't really due to the opening but oh um, oh, oh oh yeah 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 you mean you mean g3 bishop g2 yeah and, yeah, yeah yeah okay 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 well in general we believe um we believe that uh, or magnus believes that if he gets a game where 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 his opponent is um is on less familiar grounds and he knows a little bit more he should be able to outplay him so we don't have to look for groundbreaking novelties so as long as magnus can get an a playable position he will do uh, just fine that makes sense i wish it was that easy for 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 myself as well um yes. but <laughs> i i was definitely it was interesting to see i mean i predicted it but it was qu qu quite interesting oh. to see uh nepo go for knight f6 e6 which i it, it does it obviously makes sense because it seems to be like the most solid and stable response, but you know he's a Grunfeld player like his entire life. So how much of the uh, how much of the training during the camp was uh, like okay we need like several Grunfeld weapons or did you guys also kind of anticipate that it would be knight f6 e6? It was hard to say. I mean in general you have to be ready for for everything and anything. Um, but the Grunfeld was a very realistic um, possibility, of course. Um, him having played it all his life. But um, actually, I think earlier in the year, like in the second half of the year, after he won the candidates, he started experimenting a little bit with knight of six, e6 as well. So, um, I mean, you're never sure. You can't just play anything. So you have to be ready for him to play the Grunfeld or go for the solid knight of six, e6 um, um, setups. And um, I think we suspected knight of six, e6 just a little bit more. Um, but of course, it's hard to uh, it's hard to say uh, beforehand. Um, so we just were ready for basically anything and everything, and uh, that's what you do before a world championship match. Well, on that note, um, we can we can talk more about uh, you. So I I've got a fun question to start out with. Um, what I always do before every show is I, I like read things about a person just to find things that I might not know. Uh, so I, I, the, what I discovered about you uh, before the show was your last name is like a noble last name. Hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, actually, it kind of is. <laughs> like how so, how noble? I, I don't I, know how you. I don't know how you figure that out. Wikipedia. Because, um, it was like just well, there. I don't know. <laughs> I I would think yeah, it's um um so fun fun for race. It's basically a a uh, yeah, basically the the last name it dates back all the way to like the 13th century, maybe I don't quite know, but um, well, these days it doesn't really say anything much but um i do have like um a title before my first name which is like um like like you got in english it's like sir duke um knight and so on so i don't our my title is like the lowest possible rank so it's like well to compare to chess it's just like the pawn rank but um um it's basically um <laughs> a uh, a title you get by birth and um wow it's in my passport and all um, so fun fact, I think about the family, I think one of my like predecessors, um, so a couple of them were like mayors of small Dutch uh, towns, um, but I think one of them was like the, uh, like the, um, how do you say, um, like the doctor of the, uh, the, the Dutch king in the, in, the, in the 15th or 16th century, so that's pretty cool, so he was like his personal doctor, so wherever the king would go, my my predecessor dudes would join him in his um in his carriage maybe and uh, make sure he's he's uh he's okay and um wow we we have like uh we have like a couple of streets um um around these towns where my predecessors were were a mayor they're like uh called after them so um wow <laughs> but these days it's 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 not uh it's yeah. not nothing uh basically worse anymore but maybe back in those days like when you're speaking 15th 16th century it was uh it was something i don't i don't quite quite know actually so like when you go to a dutch government building to renew a driver's license they, they don't look at you and go oh my god your last name is like uh they just, no, they just okay no, okay no. <laughs> they just process maybe, your information maybe, and <laughs> maybe if i would have the uh yeah no not really maybe i don't not really know <laughs> just maybe if i would have the last name of the uh like Van Oranje is like the uh, is like the royal name, so maybe if I would have such a last name, but Van Forese is just. Uh, I guess there are many families with with a uh, with a noble uh, descent, so I don't know. And what what does your last name actually mean? Because when I when I look at your last name, like because obviously it's forest, it's it's a word yeah. in 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 English. Just so I, I just look at you as typoed forest, like I just, a forest with an extra e. But I'm sure it means something completely. You like you're I, pronouncing I it think, van Foist. How, how do you say it? Yeah, I I pronounce it van Foist, but I think it's uh, coming from another last name, which is Forestus, um, which I don't know what it means as well. Um, and then they change it later into van Foist. Maybe it's something with the woods. Honestly, it doesn't mean anything in Dutch as well. Oh. So um, yeah, most last names they don't mean too much, but. There is this, like, for example, my first name, it's actually a family name, like uh, Jordan. Um, I think there are like a uh, couple of dudes who are living in the 1500s who are also going by the name of Jordan. So my 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 uh, parents decided to uh, give uh, our six siblings, they decided to give three of us like family names. So um, you got Machtot, who is my sister, which is also a family name. And um, Peter, for example, um, it's actually a common Dutch name, but it's also a name which runs into the family. Or, well, for example, my brother Lucas and um, another brother Tristan I have, they are um, just handpicked by my parents. So, 
it's a bit of a mix, but um, definitely um, our family has a a long long standing tradition, and uh, I guess it's kind of cool. Uh, the weddings will be exciting. Um, so yeah, the, the problem is sometimes when we have these family gatherings, you don't even know everyone. Maybe that's just me being not uh, socially enough, you know. To uh, I I like to keep to myself, but. Um, um, I think the family tree, it's quite wide. So there's a lot of fun for haste, which I uh, just don't quite know. Yeah, I've experienced both things. So I have I have like two sides of the family. Um, one side is like quite small and our gatherings mm-hmm. are between five and 10 people max. Uh, but I have like, a, like we have cousins somewhere there on the branch. And whenever we used to combine, they would bring 80% of the people to the family gathering because their families are just huge. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so you always get to be, oh, I remember you from 10 years ago. It's like, I don't know who you are. I I, <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's exactly funny. Exactly the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, so, it's funny. I'm not the only one with that problem, yeah? So. <laughs> I, yeah, but I, th- I think you have it even more. I mean, six, you know, six, uh, six, six kids is, uh, is, is, pretty, is pretty wild. I, I, have, uh, I have a brother. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, I, I was I was thinking you're gonna say you're having you're having six kids as well. So no. <laughs> no. Oh man, maybe six dogs or six six cats <laughs> or both. But um, six dogs sounds pretty wild, man. I don't know how you. Uh, it sounds even tougher than six kids. I mean, I don't know. I, maybe to be honest, maybe. Uh, but it, it's no. For now, it's zero. Thank thankfully. Uh, but mm-hmm. do do you do you have like strong um like for example I. I have zero ties to the country where I live. Like I'm still, mm-hmm. and for me, I was never brought up like in any way culturally tied, like, or even like religiously. Like I, I, there's no ties. Like wherever I live is wherever I live. Um, do you feel like a strong connection to, to the Netherlands? Like, will you stay there for a long time? I mean, is it, it's like weird. I don't, to, I, I to... don't think it's a very uh, Western thing, maybe to have very strong ties to your country. At least I don't feel so particularly. Of mm-hmm. course I'm, Happy to be representing the Dutch uh, team and all and stuff, but I wouldn't say I have particularly strong ties. I'm actually living in Belgium right now as well, which um, is mm. basically more or less the same in my eyes. So, um, I mean, most European countries, they're pretty, very similar in a lot of ways. So I, I like to... Uh, I like to travel around and uh, and see other things, but I mean, no, no particularly strong uh, feelings of uh, to my country. I guess I mean, just happy to be a Dutchman, but nothing much more. I got you. Um, you brought up your your all your siblings. So what I told you before we went uh, live was um, I had read somewhere that there were six kids, but I only knew of three because. Uh, I, I only thought about three like as chess players because it would be weird if I knew anybody in your family that wasn't yeah. in the chess world. That would just be strange. So uh, obviously there's you, there's your brother, um, Lucas, who's like, I think, high 2,500. Uh, and then yeah. there's uh, Machtild, right? That's how you say it. I think um, both of them are playing in, uh, in a tournament in Spain right now. So they are like on the chess side of the family they play a lot of chess tournaments um although my brother lucas he's a bit all over the place so i'm never really sure what he's uh up to like um for a while he was into arm wrestling um which he still is um poker of course is uh, is a typical uh, chess uh, player thing to be interested in which he's also 
very much into but then he also started a hedge fund with a friend but anyway he's mostly a chess player i think um does that mean that the hedge fund wasn't that successful because i feel like if it was you would i think it's still ongoing so um, okay i mean i don't know it's a bit complicated um i don't really know uh, the details because they uh they, but anyway, they're running this hedge fund. So I think he's like on the commercial side of things. He's looking for investors. And um, then I got a buddy who's on the on the tech side of, uh, of stuff. Um, anyway, so they are doing that. Um, but first and foremost, he's, of course, a chess player um, still. And then my younger sister, who you uh, mentioned, she's also playing a lot of chess. But then I got um, three more brothers, and they don't really play that much chess so they know the rules but they have basically uh gone gotten interested into uh you know other other kind of stuff the uh other day i noticed that one of my brothers um who's nine now 19 years old has a tiktok and um it's a really messed up channel so uh i'm not really sure what uh, what he's up to there but um yeah definitely not too much into uh into chess there wow that's such a that I what <laughs> messed up as in like not funny or messed up? Uh, yeah, as no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you got to check it out. I mean, it's not like it's not like it's it's not like disgusting to watch, but it is a little bit. So he's basically calling himself like the Chuck Master of the Netherlands, which means he claims he can uh, like empty like a drink uh, very quickly. Yeah. So, but he drinks all kind of weird weird oh. stuff. That makes zero sense. Uh, I've seen that, yeah, yeah, and it, 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 I've seen clips of this. It's like they coach you how to do it. It's like it comes down to like how you control your throat. I'm just like, dude, I'm good. Like I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't. I mean, uh, you don't want to. You don't. You don't want to check it out, I guess. But somehow I stumbled across it, so um, that's what he's up to, I guess. <laughs> um, as well as um, I guess he's in school. Um, then I got another brother, Tristan, who is um, well, they're both just in school, and you know basically living um, like a regular uh, 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 young uh, like uh, uh, adolescent life yeah just hang out with their friends and uh, chilling um, you know making some money on the sites and um, hustling a bit here and there I think he's he's uh, delivering pizzas uh, for Domino so <laughs> there you go um, oh wow and that's my I'm speaking of my 16 year old brother now and then uh, I got another one who's 14. Um, he likes chess a lot, but he is maybe a bit uh, overshadowed by by his twin sister Machtold. So uh, yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. My uh, my younger brother is um, 14. I was telling a story yesterday wow. on on stream. Yeah, he he got he was into chess a little bit, but he never he never had a strong like obsession with it like I did when I was younger. Um, and he. Uh, yeah, he's sort of all over the place. He's still trying to figure things out. Like he's doing a camp this upcoming summer for marine biology, you know, like he's 14, you said, right? So he's yeah. quite a bit younger than uh, than you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 11, uh, 11 and a half years. Um, mm -hmm. But he's taller than me now, which is which is which is the trend in America right now. Like all of our teenagers are now bigger than all of the 20 year olds. Um, it's I mean, in the Netherlands, you are all huge. So this oh, is... but actually, my my sibling uh, who's nineteen is also uh, like he's overtaken me a lot. I don't think the other two have, but uh, is is there any reason for that, or is it just just um, coincidence? You think? Uh, I'm I don't know. Um, I we always joke that there's new growth hormones in the food. You know, everything mm -hmm. is more processed now, so 
I have no uh-huh. clue. I mean, I'm sure there's a reason. Um, but uh, yeah, I used to teach in a school that was uh, kindergarten. I don't know what that's in Dutch, but you yeah. know, like four and four and five year olds um, up until the last grade, so 18. And I was teaching the younger kids, like seven, eight year olds. And I would have to walk to the cafeteria to pick them up. And I was walking through the high school wing and mm-hmm. the, the people looked like my parents. I mean, people oh. who are like 16, 17 literally look like they could be my mom and dad. It was terrifying. I was just like, I don't know what they're feeding you people, but um, so <laughs> Too much fast food. Or... <laughs> no, I, mean, I don't know. It's like I said, I mean, my, yeah, I'm, I'm sure someone in the comment section of this podcast is going to write like a whole explanation for us because I don't know what it is, but it's it's pretty. And there's no way it's the other way around that you're are you like, what's your length? Um, I'm. That that could have been phrased better. Um, but uh, five <laughs> height. What's my height? Um, f- uh, uh, five foot nine. So uh, five foot nine in meters. Ah, okay. Oh, so okay. Yeah, you're very average. Yeah, sure. Yep, one seventy-five. I just I just had to Google it because I'm not too familiar with the um, with so so like all the all the um, let me one seventy-five in meters. Yeah, yeah. So all the all the uh, all the kids uh, which are in their teenage years are like one one meter ninety centimeters. Yes. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or two. Or, or <laughs> yeah, two, yeah, or two, two meters. <laughs> okay, uh, they can all be future NBA players. Who knows? That's what I was gonna say about my 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 younger brother. He we were at my grandparents' house like a week ago, and he said, "Hey, you want to play some basketball?" And I mm-hmm. and he said, "I bet I could beat you and Lucy two on one." And I'm like, "That's so disrespectful." Like, <laughs> and then he just destroyed me. Like he just he's so small, like skinny, mm-hmm. but. He's just bones and he elbows and he gets, I'm like, damn. Um, are you into basketball at all? Or? I, uh, I used to be, but I, I like, I like tennis recently. I'm not athletic. It's why I'm a streamer and a chess player. Are you, you play sports? No, I, I'm, I'm very, um, I'm not too good at sports. Actually just coming back to Magnus, uh, like during the camps, mm. he is, um, he's very much into, uh, into, into sports, um, as you may know. Um, so I, I would say that um, he's he's very very interesting since like most people they like they like top players they work with the engines while Magnus he really seems to um, focus on keeping the head head clear so um, he likes to look at the board without any computers and just like you know um, thinking himself and um, I think uh, part of um, his schedule is doing sports um, so I think I only saw him pulling up with the laptop on, at the training session once. And um, that was not to look at chess, but that was to fill in the uh, NBA uh, draft for the uh, fantasy league. And he just said, or whatever, I don't exactly know what he was doing, but um, something with the NBA draft. And he was just sitting there for three hours. Uh, so um, that was that was pretty funny. And um, uh, Gustafsson is a big football fanatic as well. Yeah. So, no, I was forced to play some sports with the guys there. Um, we played some paddle, uh, some football, but... Um, mainly i was getting i was very good at uh at making uh magnus upset by my poor play so uh, that was funny in in sports yeah yeah yeah. he was like uh use your body you know like i was playing this battle <laughs> and it just couldn't like <laughs> became a bit of a running joke but um he's very competitive even in uh even when we're just playing um like paddle and um i'm also exceptionally bad which definitely has um so there's a good reason for him being upset with my play, but it was funny nonetheless. I just I just realized you're wearing a Levi's hoodie. Was that on purpose? 
No, not not at all. Oh, it? I thought it was like a dedication oh. to my name, or so. I thought you were <laughs> showing up to like make fun of uh, like Levy Levi. I thought, was like, is this guy genius? Um, well, people who are just watching on audio can't see that, but that's why we have a video for YouTube. I was like, man, this is really like... good. But okay, you must have encountered that joke like millions of times. Yeah, know? of course. No, um, yeah, growing up. Well, there's also a song in um, in America that is like uh, it's called. Um, I, I don't know the name. I, I think it's called a, a Miss America or Miss American mm -hmm. Pie. And there's a line in it like, drove my Chevy to the levee. So I had to deal <laughs> with that growing up. And I also had to deal with Levi's. Yeah. And I also had to deal with, in, in, in English, Levy is a last name. So my name is a last name and it's pronounced Levy. I don't know why. Levy. So yeah. How do you, yeah. uh, how do you spell it? Levy? It's the same. Ali, okay. L-E-V-Y, -L yeah. But, uh -huh. um, but, uh, oh, yeah. Also, the American Pie movies, I think they were maybe just coming out when you were like uh, in school or not. Yes, um, but the, the song and the movies are not related. Ah, the, the song oh. is like a good tune and the movies are just like a giant porno, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I used to watch them when I was like 13, 14. So, yep, me too. I well, watched <laughs> the, them with my parents. Oh, <laughs> it was one of those moments where you're like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you didn't know what was coming, I guess. No, I was sort of learning. Yeah, you go through mm -hmm. these phases where you 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 learn the stuff in life. Um, yeah, that's a that's a. No, very... I think I, I had to I had the fortune to watch it uh, with a friend of mine who was very much into it, so we watched uh, them a couple of times, maybe. Yeah. There's a lot, and there's a there's there's a modern version as well. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I was going to ask you a question okay so a good it's a good question i think because uh there's been a lot of like banter and nonsense about chess boxing um so obviously now that the chess world is growing there's all these questions of you know can can this grandmaster beat this grandmaster in a fight <laughs> okay um I, you were hosting something, right? I, I I recall now a tweet now that you or you were, you had some plans at least to uh, yeah, do so, something. Yeah, I I think that if we hosted like a pay per view, um, the way that mm -hmm. Jake Paul is doing it, you know, not a professional mm -hmm. boxer or whatever, we could do chess boxing or just boxing, and we got like, I mean, of course the the, the headline has to be Magnus Hikaru, like it, you can't not have that. Um, I would do it. I don't know. Again, you know, everyone's yeah, trying to. Yeah, sure. I'm just thinking who's gonna be the favorite. Yeah, like. Well, that's what I, I was hope. going to ask you. You've been around Magnus, probably with you know, if you guys were swimming or something. You know, he had his shirt off. Otherwise, I don't know why oh, yeah. you would. So, is he in like everybody says he's in really good shape? Is he in really really good shape? Uh I I I mean, really really good. What is really really good? He's I don't know. I don't really know. good shape. But is he, he jacked? Is he like he six pack or? No, not particular. I mean, I haven't been paying super close attention to his uh, <laughs> to his body. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's not like I'm zooming in, you know, like he's getting out of, uh, uh, like swimming in the sea, getting onto the beach, and I'm looking there. But um, I guess he was claiming he's not in the best of shape. But I think he probably worked on it before the match, like at home. Mm -hmm. um, but he's definitely very, very, um, like I was saying, he's very much into uh, being doing physical activities um but i don't think he goes like to, to the to the gym really like to lift weights and all that kind of stuff at least not to my knowledge mm. um but he should be favored over hikaru i would i would in the boxing i mean in the chest also i guess in general but um i don't know what do you think 
Well, I, I obviously he is the favorite, but I, I, yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Everybody's always like, oh, Ma you know, Magnus would destroy anybody in chess boxing. I'm like, I, what is your proof of this? Like, I'm sure he's a fit guy, but I, it's not I like he's. I don't think he, he shouldn't beat everyone in, in in chess boxing. There must be some pretty good um, boxers out there in the chess world. Um, At, um do you know At, Eric Brown from uh, Germany? Eric LeBron? No, 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 no. Brown, like B R A U N. A Brown? No, no, no. I don't. I don't know. I think but... he. I think he chess boxes, and I think he's like a huge guy. <laughs> so. Okay. No, but the problem is, like, once you get to the boxing, I don't know how it exactly goes, but once you get to the boxing part and you get completely, um, um, like, uh, punched around, beaten up, I mean, how are you gonna play chess after that, right? So. Yeah. If, if Magnus meets his match in the. Uh, in the boxing and he just gets completely crushed there i mean he's probably not uh, gonna do it too well the chess anymore right yeah so i think the way you win is you either win by knockout um mm -hmm. or you you checkmate obviously or there's a clock so you have like segments you like box for a minute you play chess for some time like something like this so obviously mm -hmm. if you're losing on the board you just go for the knockout or mm -hmm. um you know uh, you try to cover <laughs> up and, and and checkmate the guy or like run out his clock so, I think I saw a couple of YouTube videos like a long time ago. It was very entertaining to watch. So, um, I mean, I mean, if you can pull it off somehow, I, I mean, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take part myself, but I would definitely uh, pay a bit uh, to watch. Yeah. So, and I think, I think there's a, there should be a market for it. It sounds like extremely entertaining. So, um, I think the main problem is getting uh, the people to uh, to participate. Yeah. I mean, I it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of hurdles. First of all, you need yeah, the, yeah you gotta pay the people to participate. You also need someone to sanction this. I'm not really sure this is such a like a officially recognized activity, like a bunch of chess players beating the crap out of each other. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I, I'm sure you can you can make something. Where I'm I'm thinking actually you now Magnus against his coach Peter Ryan, and that could be quite a close match as well. Like. Uh, isn't peter enormous yeah exactly so oh, i see <laughs> and he has, he's got some chess moves as well right so um yeah i mean who knows like uh, <laughs> that could be quite a quite a quite a matchup well that's yeah that's that's in the works but unfortunately it's just it's it's too much uh you know i'm gonna have to reach out to the team i'm gonna have to uh to all these teams and um i'm a i i'm i'm an international master and i'm also like uh, not, uh, you know, I'm not a very, I, I don't uh, get as much respect potentially as a guy like, uh, like, like an Eric Rosen or another, you know, other international masters. So I'm missing on a few fronts to gather like the necessary respect. So what I need to do is I need to hire an agent who will then reach out. You know, when you put the barrier there, it's like a little different uh -huh. than we can have official discussions. And uh -huh. but yeah, yeah, that's what I learned as well. Always have a, a middleman to, uh, I don't know, I don't know, someone to uh, speak on your behalf, but um i i guess you got uh, your share of respect in the chess world i mean you've uh, accomplished quite a number of things yourself right so it's um, it's it's different it's a classical chess is still like the mm -hmm. you know it, it's it's the most mm -hmm. respectful thing but you you just said uh uh you you learn to do you have like an agent or something i mean i'm assuming all chess players just do things by themselves right like yeah. um well i have someone who uh, who helps me uh with some stuff i wouldn't say he's my agent but he's definitely um my advisor so i can um i can uh, uh, ask him anytime and he has a lot of connections in the in the in the chess world so um but it's only since recently i mainly my parents helped me a lot growing up um, and they still do actually, um, of course. And, um, 
then I, I try to do things myself, but I'm very unorganized. This is my biggest biggest problem. So I, Un unless I, it's I, opening files. Uh, also, I'm <laughs> this okay. is actually a running meme I have when I was working uh, when I'm working with Anish. Like he's like, can you send me the stuff? And I'm like, yeah, but dude, I don't have it anymore. I mean, it's like somewhere lost in the uh, in my computer. So, but. I think it sort of goes goes hand in hand. So I I, I never managed to uh, to save anything, but it also keeps the create creativity going in a in a way. So if you never if you never like like if you have everything very like nicely lined up, stocked up, like I mean like I have like twenty five files on the night or blah 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 blah. Like you will um, before you start analyzing anything, you will go through your files, like saying what, like checking what did I say here, and then like ah, it looks kind of good. Well, if you have nothing saved up, you'll always look at a new board, look with a new kind of set of eyes, and um, you're you're always somehow looking at it in a new in a new way. So th that's kind of me. Um, of course, I do have some kind of things saved up, but um, generally, um, it's definitely my biggest. Uh, weakness that i uh, i lose everything and um unorganized so the other day i got a i got a new phone and usually i get very cheap phones because i know i lose them so this time i got some kind of iphone and uh, my girlfriend was very upset with me because she said you'll lose it in no time and it's just a waste of money so <laughs> i'm just hoping I, I, it's it's kind of a challenge you know to to keep this uh to keep this phone it's like i have to prove uh, that uh, that i can uh, that i can take care of my stuff I I just buy the cheapest and smallest <laughs> iPhone. So I have like it's called the SE. It's not uh it's not like the iPhone 13. I never understood the point of buying basically just like a professional camera. Like that's the biggest selling point of all new iPhones. Mm -hmm. It's like with the four cameras in the back. I'm like I just need one. I don't know why you have four cameras on the back of your phone. I I just have one and um it works. But the problem is for me with these Old, their battery drains really quickly like other than yeah. that they're fine yeah yeah yeah. and um i'm when i'm not doing anything all day i just i i use the phone way too much and like sometimes i'm sitting there 30 minutes into scrolling some random articles i'm like what am i doing i, mean, I don't mm -hmm. care about anything i'm reading and then yeah by by then the battery is drained and i have to recharge it so yeah yeah, yeah. that's what they do though they they but sabotage the batteries yeah they they kind of they pull uh, they do yeah okay mm-hmm yeah, I saw that. So I, I don't know what I was thinking. Anyway, I mean, the, the scrolling part, I, I can relate. I do it uh, all the time uh, as well, especially when I just wake up, like I'm laying in bed a little bit more, checking some stupid stuff and uh, some tweets, you know, and uh, before you know it, uh, half, uh, half an hour has gone by and my battery is still uh, fully charged, so I keep on scrolling. Yeah, um, wow, so that's, that sounds familiar. Uh, you got you got the advantage that at least your battery is dead by then, so you have to get up. It's it's not always that it's no. I mean the thing is your brain is like uh, seventy and a hundred percent is the same thing. It's like plenty of charge, but then once you start losing beyond that, and there's like oh my god thirty percent, and you see the thing like go like here a little mm -hmm. bar, and you're like oh no my phone's gonna die pretty soon. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's it's it, hey it's good to know that um, even even uh, successful folks wake up in the morning and kill time on their phone before they start their but day every day I, I, thought, I think you are actually an example of someone who has um who somehow you seem very disciplined and um i don't know how to put it into words in english but um 
you seem to, to uh, uh, you seem to get your things done and you seem to have uh, to uh, like I mean I, I follow your tweets you go to the gym for a while you you work on your food diet and stuff and um, you seem very uh, dedicated to uh, to uh, getting the best version of yourself let's say well uh, um, I I would say I'm a much less uh, <laughs> much uh... less uh, it's for me i'm yes but then again i came back from a tournament in october and i got sick mm-hmm. like not it wasn't covid i mean it might have been but i tested negative but i i have i mean i was just really tired for like three weeks mm-hmm. and since then i haven't gone to the gym a single time so uh, and i've had like no desire to even you know step outside it could be because it's just really cold i don't know what, the, what i don't know what the climate is like in the netherlands but um cold cold okay yeah um i i personally think that if i lived in like a warm Mm -hmm. you know in a warm place then it would be uh it would be good um but uh i think for me it takes like some some realizations in in life like i i i can i know i'm doing something bad or i know i'm uh not fulfilling something like the best that i can but it it just you know i'm like yeah 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 whatever and then Mm -hmm. One day I just, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stop doing it that way. And then I fail. And then I still keep doing it that way. And then the three or four times later, I'm like, okay, that's it. So, Mm -hmm. uh, but it also helps that like Lucy and I will do something together. Like we'll um, play tennis on Fridays or we'll stop eating meat. So we we don't really do things so separately. You know, Mm -hmm. you're, I guess it's very, very good to encourage each other because when you do things alone, it's easy to, uh, like you, in, like you said, you yeah. know, like, like you hit one obstacle and then you, um, then you go back to your old, uh, bad habits, which is also my problem. Like, uh, like I'm very excited to do something good for a while. And, um, and then I, I hit one obstacle and I'm going back to the same old habit. So I guess doing something with your partner or, um, or something like that uh, definitely has uh, has a lot of benefits. Yeah, it 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 does. I mean, it also helps that um, this might not sound great, but it also helps if you and your partner are like pretty similar in the way that you're both like, for example, either motivated or lazy as shit. So <laughs> um, it's really bad if like one of you is on a completely different uh, you know side of mm-hmm. the side of the things than the other. So um, I think. Mm-hmm. The major difference, yeah. I once read that it's um, also. Uh, I mean, I, I don't read a lot, but I once read that it's sometimes interesting. Uh, that can be interesting to have a partner who is uh, very much different than you, because then you get a view of um, um, a whole different uh, of someone seeing the world uh, in a whole different way. Let's say, and then uh, you know, like that, you can learn from each other. Well, if you're both the same. Um, you that may not necessarily be the case but i don't know if that's true um that's just something that's what they say that's what they say but i think even in 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 being different in like a a good amount of ways you 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 can also find some similarities yeah some similarities like maybe you're different in terms of waking up and falling asleep uh like lucy sleeps probably 40 percent longer than me uh I, I, I used to, at least, she used to fall asleep like an hour earlier. Now we kind of fall mm-hmm. asleep at the same time, but she used to fall asleep an hour, two hours earlier than me and sleep one to two hours later. So mm-hmm. <laughs> the math, it just adds up over time how much more she's like sleeping. And, and I mean, yeah. actually probably doing good for herself and I'm sleeping like six hours. Um, but 
we're pretty similar, I guess, in, in kind of more important things, which, uh, I mean, everybody discovers differently with, uh, with, their, with their partner. So, like, I don't know, in, in, in your relationship, if one day uh, Sophie was like, okay, we're going vegan, and you're like, I, what? I don't, want, <laughs> I don't want to. You know, it's like, it's not... Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, no, in that sense, it, uh, I understand what you're saying. In, a lot, in many ways, it helps to, be, uh, to, uh, to think the same and uh, to have... Uh, I mean, like, going vegan is definitely, it can be very... A positive thing so if you're both uh, interested in that i think it can o- it's only positive let's say yeah and then for us one day one of us is like i want a hamburger and then we just like make fun of each other i mean that also helps I, I, every all i've mm-hmm. learned the last like two years um with all this you know growth and everything and and yeah it, it i'm the kind of person who probably would would become like a like more, I guess, like mature, organized, uh, and uh, I guess the best version of myself in a relationship. Because I think by myself, I would just be, I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen photos of like XQC's room, <laughs> uh, but uh, it's, you know, it's bad. And he has 100,000 viewers every stream and uh, he has a uh, wall of But he trash. always streams in the dark, right? <laughs> it doesn't like dark light it doesn't matter it's like you see my camera here like to the left he has a stack six feet tall of like garbage you know so it's um you know he's oh. a he's a good dude but sacrifices must be made to have a hundred thousand viewers mm-hmm, 16 mm-hmm. hours a day so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah watch his streams for a little bit at some point they're very interesting but <laughs> i mean he is definitely uh some kind of uh I know beast you know like stream 16 hours a day every day i don't know how he does it but, yeah i don't i don't know either i've never even studied chess probably longer than six hours in a day what what was your longest chess day um i don't know i cannot recall anything but there must be days where i just did chess all day i guess but i never i never count um my hours so um, i usually said in interviews that i tried to study chess on average six hours a day but I mean, I, I never have like a clear plan in mind. Like I'm now going to do two hours openings then two hours end games then two hours middle games and then yeah. two hours I'm going to solve tactics and then I'm going to go for run, blah, blah, blah. I, I'm very, <laughs> once again, I'm very unorganized. Um, but I think somehow most chess players are, and I don't know if it's necessarily good quality to have, um, but I, I have to feel like most chess players, they just do something which they feel like doing in the moment. Um, so they feel like, okay, now I'm going to play two hours of blitz. Let's go. Now I'm going to go party for all night. I don't know. Um, but, um, whereas in other sports it's definitely way different. Like football, when a soccer players goes or, uh, an NBA player goes, they have to do training at this and this time they, they have, they have, uh, they have to do, uh, you know, they have their, um, uh, they have their diet set up and all that kind of stuff. Well, chess players, we just do uh, whatever we like but i don't know i kind of like i, I like the profession you know your your own uh, boss you can uh, you decide your own things and um you're responsible for your own actions but uh, i like i like it like this some of the stuff i was going to ask you actually was about about that uh and i guess i i didn't know whether to start like from when you were 2600 up to now or like work backwards so you're you you recently you this year right you earlier this year you crossed twenty seven hundred, um, yeah. And so, what what is that world like? 
And what what I what I mean by that is, uh, the the top twenty seven hundred level it it seems like a bit of a bubble. It's like the opposite of tennis. Like you, even though you might be the best in the world, you still have to go through the opens and you still have to get all the way to the final, knocking out people you might have never heard of before. But mm-hmm. the, all the top like twenty guys, they seem to be at least before COVID, they were all invited to the same things, and they, that's where the prize money was, and um, that's how they made their careers. Yeah, so, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm necessarily there yet, um, but um, uh, definitely or only I've been for a very brief moment of time, so I did get some invitations to um, to play with the very best. Um, but for now, I just see it as um, as great fun and a great um, great opportunity to learn from all these guys. Like, um, I mean, this year I played a lot of these online tournaments, but I also got an invitation to play in uh, in Zagreb to play with Kasparov, for example, which was definitely crazy. Um, so for now, it's 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 um, only only very very fun, and um, I, I definitely like it. Um, Whereas when I was maybe 2600 or before I won by Kanzei, um, I was um, I was definitely also playing a lot of open tournaments, but I, I like that actually a lot as well. You know, in the open tournaments, um, you're not being you're not in the picture that much. And I used to go um, with friends, but I would say I was a little bit less professional at the time. So now I really try to um, pick my tournaments wisely and um, there's maybe less time for fun and I have to, uh, I try to um, try to um, be as professional as I can at tournaments while before going to an open tournament with friends, we, uh, you know, we might have too much fun at a tournament. Um, so I don't know um, how the, how it will be in the future years. I, I mean, um, I guess for me, the main thing is just to, uh, to try to keep improving and, um, try to keep playing with the best players and learn from them and try to uh, get to their level, I guess, um, because I'm certainly not there yet. When you were 2,600, uh, actually, to, to your point, uh, I, we ran into each other in, in an open tournament in the Czech Republic uh, in Pardubice. Actually, so- that's, I think, oh, no, wait. I met my girlfriend in Party Beach, but I can't recall which year were you there? Uh, twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah, that's where I met my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. For the first time? Uh, well, I I kind of got to know her there. Like the first time I kind of talked to her, like it was a, le- a year before that, but then I didn't know. Like the I really got to be with her like there. So I mean, that's where we, you know, got together. That's amazing. That's the that's the most that's the best thing that happened in Pardubice in 2019. The second best thing that happened was me getting a stomach virus, losing 15 pounds, and having to go back to the United States. You told me about that, yeah. On stream. <laughs> that's so bad. Yeah, it was. Uh, you, do you remember Kebab House in the Plaza? That's where I got it. <laughs> is that like the big mall, or is it? Um... Um, no, no, no. So if you. The playing hall, you like have this big long road, yeah, and then you yeah. turn left, and there's this yes. long walk. So right yeah. in the middle of that plaza, there was a little kebab house. It's called kebab house, and I, mean, uh, I think I avoided it because I didn't have to go back home. But um, I mean, yeah, <laughs> your your comeback actually only came like two years later, right? I mean, you you played a lot of tournaments this year, but I don't think you played anything in between, is what you told me. So um, it was, yeah. 
quite quite a, quite an adventure at the uh, kebab. No, that was uh, it was it was terrible. I mean, Pardubice was not where I wanted to go if I was going to go to Europe. So we planned a three week trip with my friend. We were gonna go to all over Europe, um, mm -hmm. and I got to go nowhere. But such is life, unfortunately. Um, yeah, it, Europe was was fascinating. Those open tournaments, uh, they're much better conditions than the United States. Um, maybe you don't think so, but like uh, I can tell you, one game a day, DGTs, like 90% of tournaments in the United States don't have a broadcast. Um, I cannot, and... yeah, I cannot relate because I never played in the, I only played in St. Louis once, but it wasn't an open tournament, so. Yeah, well, St. Louis is, is very nice. Um, there's, uh, there's definitely much better conditions there, but we... In Pardubica, like for for instance, it was a shock to me that I was sleeping on a twin size bed with one pillow. I've never seen a bed with one pillow. <laughs> <laughs> were you in the hotel? Were you in that hotel, or did you get like better conditions? I was, no, I was in the. I mean, Pardubica does not have good hotels. Like, um, by by, like by day, the the room was just boiling hot. I think, um, but I, I mean, I I was not sleeping a lot that tournament. That tournament. I mean, it was basically with you know. Sophie's spending some time and then like in the middle and somewhere in the morning trying to get a few hours of sleep. So I don't think I particularly checked out the, the, the pillow <laughs> situation, but, um, <laughs> is that, uh, is, is that, I was, I was going to ask you a serious question about that tournament, but now that what you're describing is, uh, it, it, it kind of makes sense. I remember you lost the first round or something. Yeah. That's uh, actually why I went to see my, uh, I, I gave up on the tournament after the first round. <laughs> I, I was going to ask you like a serious, you know, how do you bounce back from defeat? You're just like, I don't know, dude, I met, I met, I met my futures, uh, my future partner. Yeah. So it, it doesn't matter. That um, was a very weird tournament for both of us, I guess. So, um, and in a way <laughs> both, it, it, it shaped both of us. You had to go back to Europe and, um, your Europe tournaments got canceled and, um, yeah, you became a, streamer youtuber and all that and you know i know I'm not with my girlfriend so uh who knows i could have uh i could have like gotten a gm norm there you could have not met sophie and now we're in two totally different timelines where uh, exactly we don't even have this conversation it's scary yes yeah yeah, yeah for sure so uh i mean part of beach is a special special place so i don't <laughs> know if uh but i i i i like the place actually so I, I never ran into the kebab place and um i mean the hotel room was definitely no good but i was there with my friends um were and, you uh, were you with uh jose is that who you were with no 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 i he was there i think but um i was there with a couple of dutch guys i think max warmerdam was maybe there um so he's a dutch player as well yeah yeah. and yeah. then another dutch um player who is um uh, you probably haven't heard of him, but uh, we were there having a good time. And uh, I think it's maybe the last, one of the last open tournaments I played. Um, I cannot recall. I mean, shortly after that, of course, COVID happened, like beginning of 2020. So long time ago already, but um, yeah, um, maybe the last tournament, open tournament I played. So could be. Is it possible to, like, I, I, I'm sure the answer to the question is yes, but really the, the answer, uh, sorry, the question is like, is it possible to make a good successful career just as a professional chess player around 2700, 2690? Or do you need to start making courses or do you need to, um, because I, I guess you can go win the opens, but is, is there really enough? Or is it like, what is the pay jump once you go from 
2695 to 2770 mm-hmm. um yeah it, it's much higher because you're guaranteed money also it, it it depends on a on a couple of things um well because when you're 2700 low you're definitely not going to get invited to the elite tournaments yet or most people not but um <clears throat> somehow i got a couple of opportunities this year which was uh, was very nice um and I, I would say that I think generally as a 2700 player, you can make a decent living as a professional chess player without making courses um, and just by um, by picking your tournaments well. Um, but um, tournament organizer, I mean, uh, they, they they usually have some, like in Vikings A, they always look for a young, a talented players made with an interesting style. So um, um, in a way, it, it sometimes also matters like, um, like, the way you play play games like going back to for example mr duboff he plays very enterprising chess and he's definitely a fan favorite in a lot of the tournaments so he gets a lot of invitations um so when you're just below the top maybe that's what you uh what you uh gotta try to be doing um um but i think in general like once you hit 2700 even even without all the uh, super tournament invitations there are a lot of uh, leaks and still definitely like sub 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 uh sub top tournaments which are uh like very very decent uh financially wise and um it's also not like actually like you cannot uh, make courses and stuff so um like even anish for example makes a lot of uh, courses um for websites and um so you can combine that as well yeah it seems like with 2020 2021 uh i mean Courses are really the way to go, especially if you have the patience to uh, sit in front of like the screen, uh, because rec- recording courses is so different than even like videos or, or streaming. I mean, you just you're yeah. so serious, and it it's it's a totally different like mindset. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna make one at some point, so I'm very curious uh, as to the process. I I'm sh- I, I'm I know you have made a couple um, courses um, of of your own, of course. So. Um... Um, but I heard from many people that it's a lot of uh, lot of work and uh, definitely different. Um, at the same time, most of us are sitting at home right now still. Um, like in Netherlands, um, there's now been a new lockdown, so not too many tournaments coming up potentially after Vikings for me. So I'll be uh, doing that kind of stuff. Um, but also, I have to say that, um, like, I mean, um, um, due to COVID, I mean, there have been a lot more uh, online tournaments as well. So it could be that... Um, at some point, um, there, there's going to be a, a, an overflow of tournaments like classical and online and would, be, would only be good. So um, then um, then when there's so many tournaments, uh, no doubt they will have to uh, invite some players below the absolute top 10, top 20 as well. So I think I'll, I'll be doing OK. Have you had any Dutch esports teams reach out to you? <laughs> Don't you have to be a streamer to do that or...? Not necessarily. Ah, uh, no. You you might you might make a good point. I guess. Isn't yeah. isn't isn't Team Liquid Dutch? Uh, this is like the one of the few. Uh, yes, 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 yes. They are. They are. They are. I'm. I'm. Um. They. They don't have a, a chess. I don't think they've ever signed a chess person. I'm sure. I'm sure they had talks with like you know mm-hmm. Kikaru and. and, are, and then... are you by the way signed to? An no, e- no, no. Ah. Uh-huh. I um. You're one of the few. Yeah. I am one of the few. Yeah. It, it's mm-hmm. it's tough because when when you sign, um. So. Esports orgs, you might completely not care about this, and I apologize. I'm just going to say this for the the, the listener, basically. But uh, uh, when you sign, like you sign your life away to these people, so they pay you per month. Um, but 
any ads you get after that, like any company, if it's in a category that you've signed away, you can't like do it. So you only represent the sponsors of the esports organization. So um, if uh, you know they're sponsored by some sort of uh, keyboard company, electronics company, you cannot take the sponsorship anymore. So mm -hmm. that gets kind of accounted for with your per month pay. So if you were a streamer, they would ask you, hey, you know, we need you to, to be live 100 hours a month so that we can play ads of our major sponsors through your channel. Um, and mm -hmm. we will pay you per month. So it's like one of those things. It, it's pretty rare. Um, and I would imagine that for any, for any chess player, it's extremely hard to find sponsors. Like, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm, have you done this process? Like trying to find someone to put a logo on your suit, for example? Like, is I, that... I, uh, yeah, so uh, I stopped Twitch streaming uh, like a long time ago, but um, I, I have uh, two regular sponsors. Um, who are uh, definitely helping me uh, financially and um, very grateful to them. One of them, actually, I acquired um, very recently, just before the Grand Swiss, so like two months ago. Mm -hmm. um, and um, it's a uh, lawyer firm uh, based in Netherlands, so um, they'll be definitely helping me out um, for trainings, traveling, all that kind of stuff, which um, brings in expenses. So, um, um, but yeah, of course, generally there are not too many, uh, not too many sponsors in the chess world although i think it's changing a little bit i see uh, more and more uh, uh, players w walking around with a little logo on their uh, on their shirt or jacket so um only for the better i guess like uh so um i think it's i think it's going okay yeah but uh, no esport teams uh, <laughs> for me anytime soon i guess so yeah. Um, it's well, yeah, it's tough because you don't, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess you're not streaming. It's a fair, it's a fair, fair point. And even, even I've always wondered with stuff like that, like, uh, okay, you said there's like a law firm, you know, that's sponsoring you. I mean, it's, it must be difficult for these companies to sponsor people when the return is, it's so like, mm -hmm. who, you know, who in the grand Swiss is going to read. I'm not trying to undermine your sponsor by any mm -hmm. means. I'm just, you know, it's like, Oh, Oh, well, the next time I need a lawyer, I'm mm -hmm. gonna call them. Even even the sponsors on like Magnus or Jan during the uh, World Championship. I'm looking at the stuff like what 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 is that? And I looked it up. I looked up Jan's sponsor, Simaland. Mm -hmm. It's like a major mm -hmm. retailer or something. Wasn't Jan sponsored by Chess.com actually? Uh, or yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I yeah. I, I, I suppose they, yeah. they partnered. Well, and, and yeah. So usually, um, well, in all of tournaments, like you have um, sponsors are not by companies themselves, but usually by. Uh, by, by wealthy individuals who are interested in the game of chess, like mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Sinkfield, for example. Um, in the Netherlands, we had um, Van Oosterom like a decade ago. I never knew him, but he was very wealthy as well. So that's a common uh, site as well. Um, um, but uh, for example, in my case, they, uh, the sponsors, uh, they, they're definitely very interested into chess and um, when I do wear their logo during, for example, Vikings Eight, that is still, um, it might get some, uh, it might do, it might get some uh, attention uh, uh, for them. Yeah, that 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 makes sense. I mean, especially in in Tata Steel, it must be pretty nice to be the like kind of the 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 real first Dutch Super GM, and uh, you 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 must get some sort of perks. Um, I mean, Anish is Dutch, but only by 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 settlement, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, not uh, you know. So it, I I I hope it it comes with some sort of perks. I was gonna ask you a question. I forgot about this. 
a long, long time ago, I was streaming and a person in my chat uh, was, uh, I think I must have asked you this like uh, on, when we did the commentary, but I don't remember if I did. Mm -hmm. uh, a, a person was in my chat and was just insulting me, you know, but okay, it's nothing new. Um, but their username was your name. <laughs> no, that cannot have been me. <laughs> So I always knew it wasn't you, but I mean, I, I was like, maybe he was drunk one day and just, I don't know, but it, it was I don't know when I, when I might've been uh, drunk, but uh, from people say I'm very um, opposed to being violent and stuff when I'm drunk. So I, I usually turn into a, uh, a nice guy, a nice. A nice guy. Yeah. Uh, so if it was me, it was me when I was sober, probably <laughs> when I'm way less nice, but um, um then I would probably remember and uh, I would definitely, I mean, did it have my actual Twitch username? I mean, it could have been one of my, my sales. I have honestly no idea. No, 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 exactly. That's, that, that's what I'm saying. If it was you, that was very not nice what you said. You said some very mean things and I hope you regret it, but I don't think it was you because I knew you had a channel and um, yeah, I, this, this has only ever happened two times. Um, so that's, it wasn't like Jordan, but it, it was, um, you know, it you it was like all of your initials. It was like uh, J V, and then I think it was like Forest at the end, or so, you know, something like that. And I was like, "There's no way that's actually Jordan." <laughs> no, I only have I only have okay. I have two Twitch channels. One I use for um for um, private <laughs> private streams, which only my friends can watch, and um, it's definitely not with any of my initials in there. It's good. Um, that's the one channel which is still active, and the other one is um. Is just um, I think it's like GM Jordan van Forest or something, and that's that's about it. So yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah I'm, I'm sorry if I uh, if I said anything too mean. No, <laughs> I hope okay. we can still be friends. It's, <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. I uh, this this happened recently actually, and th this is what what prompted this because I knew we were gonna okay. talk. This was a no, no. I'm not saying this incident, but a second incident happened recently where a guy was in my chat and he had a username. And he was insulting me, but then he said, I'm this guy from Norway. And he linked the chess.com profile and he had the same name. It was the exact same name. It was a real title player from Norway. And he was like mm -hmm. saying he was going to beat me up at a tournament. I was like, what did I do? To this? I don't even know who this is. I don't know wow. who this is. In the words of Conor McGregor, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> um, you should invite this guy to your uh, chess boxing tournaments. Yeah, he looked pretty strong from his profile photo, dude. I do not want uh, any beef with no Scandinavian dudes. Um, okay. Uh, you know. Well, but... well, put him up against um, Eric uh, Eric Brown, right? Uh, you know. Yes, or or but, uh, or Eric Hansen. Just put... Eric, oh, Eric should be very good in uh, chess boxing. Yeah, he's a, he's uh, a big sure. big guy. Um, he, he might be interested in such a uh, such kind of thing, but um, yeah, I I mean, I've noticed that chess players they can be. Um, not so nice at times yeah like uh, they like to uh, i mean how often have you had in chat when someone uh, is uh, cursing at you uh, for flagging them and uh, wishing you uh, the death sentence basically you mean during the games or just after the games in the in the chat i mean i've had it uh, uh, occurred to me several times so um, people are uh, some people are uh, like to uh, you know curse a bit in chat and uh, they some mean stuff you you've had actual like verified title players like say say shit to you yes oh that's really good yeah, um, yeah. wow 
With like their real name and their profile, or just the title, and then like if it's an anonymous title player. Oh no, for sure, for sure, with uh, with the real name in 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 the profile, but um, I don't think it has happened any time recently. But uh, definitely, uh, sometimes people. Uh, wow. People do. That's amazing. I um I've I've had it happen on anonymous title players. Like uh, they have the title, and then they just say something, mm-hmm. and I'm like. What is this? But I've also, yeah, I've had it both ways. Um, and then I'm like, dude, what is the point of having a public profile and behaving like this? Like, at least do it on an anonymous, you know? Yeah. At least that way. Oh, maybe mo- some chess. <laughs> you don't have to be too clever to be a good chess player after all. Yeah. So uh, you can. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, mostly, fortunately, most people are, uh, are nice guys. So uh, it doesn't happen too often. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, I. I... This is this goes a little bit back to some of the um, you mentioned some of the players uh, in that you were with in in Pardubica like like Max. C- correct me if I'm wrong, but like three four years ago, the the, the up and coming like Dutch players were they weren't anywhere near like on the map as, as you guys are now. I mean, it seems like you all came out of like you all sort of came up together. So yeah. how did that happen? Yeah, I don't know. There was suddenly there was there, there has indeed been a bit of a uh, momentum in the Dutch chess uh, scene. Um, not only with the boys, but we have a couple of very strong girls as well just coming up right now. So it's looking very good. Um, I don't know how it happened, but um, I would definitely attribute a lot of it to um, all the boys basically discussing and working on chess together, which I think is. Um, very uh, very beneficial so like with Max um, I, I talk a lot but we have um, I think actually you played um, Robbie recently in a tournament who has been a long time friend of mine um, who's also become a GM recently so um, he has pursued steward studying but we have a lot of um, well uh, up and coming kids of um, who, uh, who we talk chess with so uh, that that could be the reason um, also, maybe we just have a lot more kids suddenly interested into chess, which would, uh, which is, uh, which would be nice. But um, at the same time, for now, it doesn't look like any of them are really gonna turn pro. So, for example, Max, who is definitely um, probably most um, outstanding of all the kids, he is just studying in the Netherlands, um, doing his, uh, I think he's studying economics. Um, so, in Netherlands. It's very common for uh, strong chess players. We had Benjamin Bock, for example, Robin van Kampen, for them to finally uh, give up chess and um, and basically um, pursue a normal career like um, studying or. Uh, yeah, is is Robin still d- uh, Dutch, like Federation? I, uh, I think he's Dutch, but he has definitely not played a chess game in a long long time. I think he's um, currently based either in New York or somewhere in Canada. Um, you have to, I, I don't speak to him too often, but uh, um, for example, he was, he, he was um, very, very talented and very good. I think he made top hundreds um, when he was like 21. So, uh, but just, just okay. decided that um, he was more interested in, uh, in, uh, in uh, other things. Yeah, I mean, I was just scrolling the FIDE list and there's, uh, there's even more than I, I remembered, but yeah, there's there's him as well. Um, yeah, and then you have some from the older generation who I don't really know, like per se, but um, you have a lot of grandmasters above 2600, which decided that um, it's not easy to make a good living when you're like 
2600 to 2650 right so um they uh they i think they decided most of them to uh to do something else on the side well robbie robbie did the the pilgrimage he did the european title player comes to the states and then gets their title and then like gets a degree and now he's gonna go to norm events and bleed like five ten points every few <laughs> months and um he, he he almost he almost came i think to the last norm event here in, in new york uh mm -hmm. but that's like the, the strategy and i mean it's good you get a good you know you can get an education you can live in the states mm -hmm. uh, and um yeah basically beating up a bit by the by the young uh, talented kids uh, over there in the u.s but he got a scholarship and i think he's having a a very good time actually there i don't think he's planning on uh, returning anytime soon oh there you go awesome yeah that's what i also noticed many of the like benjamin bog or many of the of the guys who go to study over there in the u.s who get a scholarship um they have a lot of scholarships right in the u.s for chess players so they 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 end up um being sucked in there and uh, they don't uh, they don't return so uh, there's a lot of uh western uh, or, or just european uh players who go there and don't come back yeah we definitely don't have these chess programs at like the great schools um mm -hmm. but uh they're at, i think they're good enough that uh if you get a good also practical degree like you know some something technical you can mm -hmm. probably put it to work like i'm looking at this list I, I i don't know who the hell who is hugo ten hertog i've who the who is that he's like a year a year uh, older than me who is that He's a grandmaster. I, mean, I know. I should put some respect on his name. But like, did you? Do you all know each other? Or um, I wouldn't say I'm. I, I'm. I, I. I'm like close with him or even friends. But I definitely know who he is, and uh, he's uh, he's a good good chess player. But I think he's like one of these play people who's very good and very. But then also just decided to go studying. Then while studying, at some point, did make his uh the he was always like two for 80 maybe two for 90 two for highs at least and then while studying playing a couple tournaments a year eventually made it to grandmaster as well but uh, never really um pursued chess um uh, to try and become professional player or anything like that so um i think i think many of them realize that um, it's very hard to make a good living of chess so um um and also for many of them, once they make gem, the motivation kind of uh, goes away. Yeah, so they don't really want to make the the next step. Uh, yes, I've always said that if it's a very big if I make the gem title, I will never play classical chess again. So um, God bless you know you and all the other twenty seven hundreds who can do well, it so consistently. In that in that in that way, it's nice to keep the process uh, going. You know, like uh, at least pursue it, and um, maybe one day you will. Uh, attain it who knows but um, um, it's some sometimes the process is nicer than the final outcome so uh, if you'll ever make it at least you'll have a good time uh, in between playing a lot of chess so the the next three gms for for the netherlands uh is it of casper schoppen i guess is he in the list is he I? he's, oh, no, he's, he's, no, GM. he's, he's gm he's gm yeah casper uh, got uh, got banned on chess.com i remember for uh Alle yeah. allegedly cheating in puzzle rush which he didn't cheat at all like it was some <laughs> are you gonna yes yeah he made some video with my brother where they uh proved the uh contrary but next gms we got thomas beardson um liam frolik and then i'm uh do we have anyone else i don't know Kinten dukarman who the f who is uh, that Kinten yeah. yeah no i mean 
yeah no you got uh, yeah you got the list there but he's a little bit older as well so um yes there's him and uh the guy i always play on trust.com admiral ah miguel yes, yes but he's very close i think he might be uh is he gm yet or he's like two five no or, he's the or... same rating as Ducarman and the same year mm, but he got like two gm norms he's a good friend of mine yeah he plays trumpowski i like i like him i see him in, in trumpowski courses and books sometimes i see him his name mm. uh and v v I've, I've always said liam's name is vrolik but i guess that's wrong it basically uh, means happy in yeah, Dutch. Yeah, happy, yeah. It's, Frolik, Frolik. Yeah. yeah, it's happy. So, uh, yeah, you got Liam. He's very good, but um, also he went studying, for example. So uh, they all go uh, they all go studying. So, well, I mean, but it's... I think in the U.S., I mean, uh, I mean, in Dutch, we got a few talents, but in the U.S., it's really booming. And uh, I mean, you got the youngest gem now, of course. Uh, Christopher Yu, I think, made GM, so uh, you, you're doing quite... Uh, is he the youngest well. GM in US history? No, 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 I mean, Abimanyu, obviously. Uh, he's the youngest GM in the history of the world, you mean? Well, Abimanyu is the youngest GM in, um, yeah, in the history of the world, and the US, because he's and American. And the US, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, And um, it must be, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Christopher Yu got it, like, a couple weeks, I guess, before he turned 15. Yeah, I've played him. It's a, it's a nightmare playing him. Um, <clears throat> I mean, Just it's... How good he is, you mean? Or yeah, he's good and he's really yeah. well prepared. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, he played like a line against me that's never been ever played seriously in any classical game. And it turned out he played it like three times in Title Tuesday and he played 20 <laughs> moves of Stockfish. I mean, these days you got to even check the Title Tuesday game. I... It's, it's, it's become too much. Uh, I mean, even as a professional player, you cannot keep track of everything. So... Uh... I can uh, I can definitely feel you there. I mean, it's just um, impossible. Um, yeah. Well, I, I I honestly I can't recall if I mentioned this when we were talking about you in openings, but I, I've sometimes gone digging, mm -hmm. like in the third, fourth most popular move in some opening positions, and by the time I get to like move nine, ten, there's a game. You know, Jordan Van Forest, young Krzysztof Duda. Jordan Van Forest versus this guy, another guy, Jordan Van Forest. I'm like, uh -huh. dude, how is this guy like everywhere? But you say you throw it all out and then you you just rediscover it in the future. So it's pretty funny. Yeah, no, I I mean, of course, it's um, it's not completely true. But um, <laughs> um, I mean, I have some things saved up. But uh, I mean, I really lose a lot of my opening work. And I I sometimes don't even save it actually like almost on purpose, like all all the stuff i i did um for um for for example for anish for the candidates i think i probably lost it um so for the for the match i tried to be uh um uh, a little oh. bit more organized so i think i got my stuff uh, uh got it's well organized there but in general when i especially when i work for myself when i think like nobody else has to see it it's just from my own uh just like i understand it myself then i uh I just throw it away or um, it's very unorganized, um, messy uh, notes and um, like, that's oh, funny. that's how I do Wow. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, I, I, I'm similar, but I, I don't want to, I don't want to compare uh, tra training re regimens. Um, I've also mm -hmm. just noticed that I am very good at just like a week later, sometimes I'll completely forget something I looked at. But uh, if you're like very seriously studying chess, and I've had probably like one and a half phases like that in my life, it's just a totally different experience. It's it's in some ways it's kind of nice to just like eat mm -hmm. meals, uh, shower sometimes, and yes. um, 
Like, just think about chess. Like, nothing else matters. You have, like, you know, you talk to your friends about whatever, but then it's just chess, like, in all your free time. It's kind of nice, because you actually, you, you can feel yourself getting, like, stronger. You find a bunch of things you never thought about. You're, like, thinking about it all the time, but... Uh, yeah, no, the cool thing about this chess is you learn things, like, every day, like, everyone does. So, um, even someone like Magnus, I think he learns new stuff. So, it's a never-ending... Uh, ending learning curve um but of course even uh, even i sometimes get fed up fed up playing chess every day and um uh, i love chess a lot but uh, sometimes it's fun to get away and um and uh, and do do other stuff like uh, like you know like most people do hanging out uh, with friends uh, going to the movies whatever yeah i think that's a that's a good note to uh, to transition to uh, what's what's next for What's next for for you? Me. Yeah, that's the I final mean, question. I always I always ask everybody. Like, what's sure. what's the future? What do you what do you got? Um, so I think like chess wise, I'm playing the World Rapid and Blitz in Poland. Um, which, like, I'm terrible at Rapid and Blitz. So I, I'm I'm going there with zero expectations. Except I just wanna I flying wanna there. Be, yes. Okay. Oh, it's like um, I'm I'm going to Amsterdam to fly, and then it's like. Uh, two hours flight okay. well going by train is possible but um it's like you have to go to berlin and then to warsaw maybe it's like 15 hours by train it's a bit much um but it's interesting for me also because in a weird way i've never been to poland before so um looking forward to going there just to cross that country of my checklist of been been there done that and um, looking forward to playing the rapids and blitz and then i'm playing bike and say after that um after like um well, New Year's celebrations and um, well, Christmas, I won't be at home, I guess. Um, but um, uh, yeah, Vikings in, and then after that, I'll uh, I'll take it from there. Nothing much planned, but uh, I'm sure things will pop up. And um, and um, oh yeah, tonight I'm playing the uh, the uh, Gatmeter Arena, maybe. Ah uh, yeah, that's in uh, that's in three hours at the time of recording. This is gonna get published in probably a week or two or three even, but. Uh... Or maybe okay. I haven't I haven't uploaded a, a podcast in a while because of the world championship. Maybe I'll mm -hmm. upload this even sooner. But um, yeah, I'll probably I'll probably play it too. So I think <laughs> chess.com partners streamers are being allowed an exception okay. to. Uh, well, if one of us uh, wins the Bitcoin, we'll have a good party. <laughs> yes, uh, I don't think it's going to happen at all. Uh, but you know, um, never say never, and uh, yeah. the the prize will definitely fluctuate in value throughout the event. Uh, <laughs> That's so. True. But it's it's good. Yeah, one Bitcoin is is really not not too bad of a price. Not too bad. No, no, no. It's most certainly not. Um, okay. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thanks. Yeah. I, I I really appreciate it. I, I know that um, you know, an hour and a half with a twenty seven hundred can cost like uh, five hundred bucks, a thousand bucks, you know, for a training. So. And I I don't know how much is it to spend time with someone who has millions subs on uh, YouTube. It's, it, I probably have to pay you. It's still, I'm still very much, you know, it, when I've been inviting podcast guests, I'm still in the back of my mind, like, you know, like all these legends. Mm -hmm. you're, you're a legend as well, but, you know, Polgar, or I'm like, do I pay them? Is that, is that what I'm supposed to do? Like Kasparov, I mean, is he going to charge me? I don't know. I, I don't think uh, usually people charge for a podcast, so uh, it would be kind of weird, but I'm not. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they do. But it's, it's really been a pleasure talking to you. And uh, once again, congrats on uh, getting married. And um, Thank you. And I'll spending my... Soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk soon. And I spent uh, my, first, my first day as a married man to, uh, talking to you before I even spoke to my, my uh, wife. She was just waking uh, up. So Okay, okay. Oh, <laughs> it's an honor.
Okay. Cool, Jordan. Good luck in the tournament. Thank you. Thanks, Bye. Once again, folks, thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode. You know where to find me if you'd like to support my content. And once again, thanks so much for watching both the stuff on my main channel, but also keeping up with the podcast episodes. I'll see you right back here next time with our next guest in Gotham City.